that one was crispy. Mm. Ooh, I like it. <sighs> you know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie. I am your host, Mike. I am joined by... Andre. Kill. Nice. This time we got it better. <laughs> early on this time, you know? You know. Yep. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And we've talked about the order a little more. So this time I felt a little more comfortable. Yeah, that's uh, the power of planning. If you didn't listen to our episode last week, uh, the start of it was great. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> True comedy. Uh, yeah. So this is one of our uh, movie banter episodes. So there is no bad movie unless we watched one on our own. But um, it's still great talk about movies with friends. Um, we're going to jump into what we are drinking, of course. So, yes. Andre, what are you drinking over there? I have in my hands, uh, for the second episode in a row, a cider. It's a cider geist from Rheingeist Brewing. It is the Snug Cider. It's hard cider with spices. It's got a little five-spice blend in there. I gotta say, it's pleasant, you know? It is really nice. A little, nice little fall cider. See, I, like I it. love Rheingeist. Yeah, easy to drink. Uh-huh. I am a big fan of Rheingeist. Uh, yeah, we're Rheingeist fans here, too. Exactly. Jill, what are you drinking over there? I'm drinking some water. Yeah. <laughs> Stay hydrated. High quality H2O. <laughs> Uh, I have got Broken Symmetry Nano Nimbus. It's a hazy pale ale. Um, I filled in... Nano Nimbus, I like that. Yeah, I filled in for hosting trivia right before Thanksgiving uh, there. It's like an hour away from my house, but it was totally worth it. That place was awesome. It's converted train station. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's a small brewery. Don't get me wrong. It's very small. But it's cool because it's right along the train tracks, and, like, you can tell it was an old station depot kind of thing. What's the brewery called again? Broken Symmetry. Broken Symmetry, okay. Yes, it is in Bethel. Yeah, it is in Bethel. Literally, it's small and everything like that, but there's a lot of cool things to do in Bethel. It's well worth the trip. Mm. Um, and so I just picked up two four-packs for Thanksgiving, and it's delicious. I also, yeah, nice. I also have a nine percent uh, honey saison from them as well. Ooh. Yeah, uh, both are phenomenal, like top mm. ranks. So, hey, we check them out on our uh, winter break, Jill. You know? Yeah, I like that. Highly also, recommend. Also, Bethel is uh, an important character in uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Oh, oh is, so, this the, is this a video game podcast? We're talking about <laughs> Tensei Five. This is like he said it was Bethel, and I'm like, oh. I've been hearing that name a lot the last three weeks. Very, very, very fun JRPG. I'm, Loving it. I'm pretty sure you said some of that in English. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. There was one word in English, and it was number five. Oh, yes. five. Got it. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah. I follow five, yes. If you know, you know. We'll just leave yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If you like Persona, these, this game's also made by the same studio. Well, you mean it's... Persona 5? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Nailed it. You got it. <laughs> Oh my god, we're putting the game in game for a movie, for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I like that. I like having a little game corner. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Like, we talk movies, and that's fine, and everything like that, but we can talk video games, TV shows, anything, really. Mm, You know? cool. Yeah. 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 You should get get Hades on the Switch, since I know you have one. Yes, okay. It's very fun. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you're you're playing for that now. That was my favorite game a couple years ago. So good. Hades is great. And we also $20. need to, we also Go need to get a Mario Party game going. Uh, yes. So yes. I, just just Party. I just bought Mario Party. I also just bought I bought a Yeah, All Stars. Yeah. Okay. Right? Superstars yeah, All Stars. Mario Party All Stars. The, the, yeah. the new Mario Party that's a bunch of old Mario Party maps. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's great. You make it so when you say it like that, it doesn't sound as good. <laughs> no, but that's what they needed to do, man. I just no, wanted I, to I, place I, the fucking Mario Party like I was on I agree. It's great. Yeah, no, we will definitely have you guys over, and yes. we will have a good time. I am in. I also got Metroid Dread, which I've been playing through. <gasps> oh, how far now, are you? Now, if you want to know, not far. Gonna, now Andre's going to talk video games. I know. He loves Metroid. I, I'm Metroid not far, and I knew that would get you excited. Oh, I love that game so much. That's my favorite game so far this year. That's, nice. your, that's your goatee? That's going to be my goatee, yeah. It's, it's, we have four weeks Cody. left of the year. It's, 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 it's the game of the year at this point for me. Cody. It's so good. <laughs> so I'm trying to think what you. else came out this year because now I'm trying to figure out what my best of the year is. It, it's been fun, don't get me wrong. So I'm not far in it, um, but yeah, that that is definitely it's been fun so far. Yeah, my game of the year is a game that didn't even come out this year, but I played it this year. Okay, and that's Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm now looking up video games from. Uh, so I disappeared off of our chat. Yes, right. We lost your beautiful face. I mean, like the thing is that everything got delayed this year, so there really hasn't been that many huge releases, right? Yeah. So I mean, it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look anyway just to see what I've played and what I think is the best. Oh, I did really enjoy the Link's Awakening they re-released. Uh, oh yeah. That was yeah. fun. Um. I was. It's also that's the style that is so so cute. Yeah, exactly. Aww. And I love that. I think that's why I was like a big fan of it this year. Um, damn, I really haven't played a lot of these this year. Shit. Yeah. No, same. Oh, Hitman like, Three. I, I've, I've played very oh, long. Three. That was in January. That was super early too. I need to finish Hitman. I have. I've. I'm halfway through two. That game is so. I love those. That trilogy. That trilogy is just so wacky. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hitman. Hitman. Oh. Hitman's yeah. always fun. Like, it's always yeah. a good time. You know what you're, you're getting from the very beginning when you buy it, but it's still always fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, enough video game talk. We're going to hide... Uh, hide. We're going to uh, head into movie talk and yes. maybe TV shows as well. Um, maybe. Maybe. Movies. Movies first, Guys. though. Uh, Andre... Andre's like gunning to go, so well, I think we gotta let him. Well, like, well, like, more, more like I'm trying to force all these memories to come from, the, from this experience because I've already forgotten a lot about the time I've watched Eternals. Eternals. What was that? that was uh, a month ago. Three yeah, well, it came out a month ago. We watched it the weekend after it came out, right? Yeah, we did not pay full price. We did not yeah, see we it on the. It. We we did not see it on in IMAX like we did Dune. No, we did not. Right? Mm. Oh my god. I need to talk about Dune. Shit. No, I think you're going to talk about the Turtles. I know, I know, I know. Ugh, <laughs> shit. Oh, whatever. I mean, like... <laughs> you said you were going to talk about the Turtles. You're talking about the Turtles. Oh, God. You know what this means? This is, this is why we needed to have a November episode now, because it's backlogged. It is. No, definitely. We've, we've been backlogged up a little bit. But whatever, it's Marvel. Like, we've had a bunch of Marvel episodes, and we're all Marvel heads, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Right? So, whatever, Eternals. It's a movie. It came out. We watched it. It was fine. I don't know. Well, that's what I I say about Marvel movies, too, when you say that we're all Marvel fans and everything like that. It's so weird to me about this one because I've said, I will say it again, if this wasn't part of the MCU, I don't think I would see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Like, that's that's the thing is that it, it, I mean... I'm not familiar with the Eternals comics at all, so right. yeah, I was, really just, like, I was <laughs> yeah, right. just watching this mostly for the Marvel Cinematic Universe connection and Kumail Nanjiani. Those are the yeah. two reasons I was coming to watch it. Kumail's you know? the only part that, like, of the casting even got me excited because I am not a huge Angelina Jolie fan. She's she's, <sighs> she's good. Pretty good in this. Yeah, she's yeah okay. In this she's under. If anything, she's underutilized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I also think that this would have been better as a mini series yes. rather than a movie. Uh, I would have liked to have watched a, a, a prestige television season of this instead of a t- an hour and a half. What is it? No, it's two. Two and a half. It's over hours. two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a well, very long movie. Because yeah. they have to no. do. They have to introduce what? Ten characters. Ten characters. Ten characters. Oh Eleven. God. Eleven. If you're oh, counting yeah. Kit Harrington. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Kit Harrington. And he's underutilized yeah. too. He just shows up at the beginning just to say, "Wow, like this is crazy." Whoa. And then also, why didn't you guys help help out with Thanos? And what then the that's basically his only plot importance until uh, whatever. Uh, later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. No. Definitely. Joe alluded to it. This this movie has a huge problem, I think, in that I just did not care about any individual character yeah. that much. Right. Um. It's it's like with the, this is an ensemble movie without any of the preamble if that makes sense right okay. like there's no uh, I don't know it, it's just asking you to care about this huge team when you don't know anything about them and then by their very nature they're kind of they're the Eternals they're immortal beings that are above humans right so yeah they're gods they're god they're like demigods or whatever and so by just by the very nature kind of makes some of them kind of plain right you right. know like. Uh, I would say, <laughs> seriously, the fortune of the main character, she's like, I, I got, I had nothing to grab onto her character, right? Yeah. Like, her main arc is that, oh, she used to be, she used to have this super long relationship with Icarus, played by Richard Madden, and oh, now that that's over, she's she's decided that she's gone full native, and she's she's living with human amongst humans now. She's she's now dating Kit Harrington's character, who's a normal human guy, and 
Wait, like, Kit Harrington's a normal human guy in this? Yeah, yeah, he's a normal human guy. Yeah, okay. He's, normal. he's not. He's on the turn. Totally he's vanilla. Just he's just your another Londoner. Yeah, that's that's it. You know. Okay. Yeah. That feels like a waste of an actor there. Well, I just uh, uh, okay. The, there's and stuff with him. All I will say is that this won't be the last time, last movie. That yeah. Kit okay. In. All right. All right. That's all I will leave at that. Um, all right. When I see but it on no, Disney Plus like in Hawkeye, January. It's like when Hawkeye showed up in Thor. Yes, yeah, okay. Where it's like, oh, hey, that's yeah, Frozen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, when I see um, it on Disney Plus in January, then I'll have a better idea. Right. And I, I definitely think you could wait till, Dis- till it comes on at Disney Plus to yeah. watch this, right? If you haven't seen it yet, like, yeah. I don't well, especially know. I don't with January movies, like, it's not, we're not waiting on the next big thing to be in January. They'll have right. time. Yes, exactly. Um... I mean, visually, I think this movie looks really cool. Yeah, There's a lot of really cool shots. Really um, pretty. Very pretty movie. Um, especially with, like, the kind of... This, they do a really good job of selling you on the scale of the Celestials. The Celestials are these giant, huge beings that basically oversee the development of the universe. And they are... Basically, they created the Eternals. They're the... Okay. What, they, that, those are the beings that are like, hey... Oh, I think the, the the main Celestial's name is Arishem, right? Arishem, Arishem yeah. is the one that, that basically creates the... the titular Eternals that we're following and sends them to Earth and they do a really good job of showing like the scenes that he's in it just they really do a good job selling them on just how huge and how almighty these beings are it's cool Um, uh, I would say that let's see in terms of like action scenes I don't know, man. It's just a lot of CGI. Like all the, the so so what the what the Eternals are fighting are these the, this race of alien mutation creatures called the Deviants. Deviants, right? Deviants Those yeah. Those are the only you've seen in the trailers. They yeah. can only fight Deviants. They can only interfere when Deviants are involved. So you know a lot of these fights are just them with against the CGI weird dinosaur tentacle monster thing. <laughs> and there's really not much to sell it on. I will say that what what was her name? Um, is it Makari? She's the one that was the, the fast one. The fast Makari, one, right? yeah. I liked how they displayed her super speed, as it were. Right. Okay. I did like the shots that she was running fast in. Uh, it, it was cool, and I kind of like like if if then whatever flashpoint, whatever that next flash movie yeah. is, if a lot of the running scenes look like Makari running around, I'm down for that. It looked cool. cool. It felt kinetic. It felt frenetic. Um, and you saw it in real time. They didn't do slow mo with her. Which okay. I really appreciate it, right? Nice. Yeah, that, like, dis- like, that, that distinguisher from Flash and yes. um, other like well, Quicks- what's it called? Quicksilver. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah, and Quicksilver. I, if I can add, it, I think a lot of the issues with the film, besides the fact that they're trying to introduce technically eleven new characters, mm-hmm. is the scope of it. Because this is a movie that spans thousands of years millennia and they're trying and the whole point of the film and i don't i hope this is not a spoiler is that you know it's like they've been here they've been living among us and a good driving force of the film is their connection to earth okay and then the the you know the the problem with the fact that like oh they couldn't interfere with thanos and then the ramifications of all of that right where the movie really fails is that they just don't Give them the backstories needed okay. to be like, yeah, I really get that you care about humanity. Right, right. right. I mean, like you get you get some little blips. Some of them have it, not, it, but not all. But not all of them, right? I and see then, what like, you did there, blips. Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> the blip. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it, yeah. So, like, there's some characters that have these sort of hangups. Like, I think Druig had kind of an interesting sort of dynamic where so all these Eternals have different powers Druig's his power is to mind control humans right and so they show in the beginning of the scene he uses that as a placating tool where like you know humans would like you know they they try to be aggressive against them and he basically like you know forces them to put down their weapons and calm down or whatever and they kind of have there's another flat yes like half the movie is just flashback scenes and yeah. there's a flashback in, like, when the, the they do a flashback scene. This is fairly early on the movie, so not a huge spoiler. They do a flashback scene to um, when, I believe it is, it the Mayans that are getting invaded by? I the think Spanish. so. Yeah. Okay. And basically, like, they're, they're watching all this carnage, and Druid just basically says... I can combine control all these people and make them stop at a at a whim. And like 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 I can stop all this bloodshed. And Salma Hayek's character uh, Ajax, who's the leader of these Eternals, basically says, "Nope, we can't interfere, can't do it." And that's basically his big split. Like he's like, "Nope, if I could just have everybody follow my will, everything would be fine." Yeah, right. that's kind of conflict. And so basically, he just kind of that's when he leaves the group and he fucks off to nowhere. And and so I guess the the structure of this movie is that. Um, 
there's an inciting incident that basically is like, oh man, all of the Eternals have been scattered in modern day present. Like they're they're still among us, but they're not hanging out together as a group anymore. Okay. And so there's an inciting incident that I won't say, but basically it's like we gotta it's get, time the, to band get the band back, back together. Exactly. So <laughs> half this two thirds of this movie. So is wait, just, it's the Blues Brothers. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, right? it's a road movie where they're oh trying to family. Yeah, yeah. And so it just kind of splits between, like, oh, like, we got to go find Kingo. Oh, we got to go find uh, Druid. We got to go find Fastos. And then you get a little blurb about what they were like before and why they left the group. And it's just kind of, I don't know, kind of jumps around a bunch. It, yeah, uh, but I haven't seen any of the director Chloe Zhao's other films. Right. So, like, I do. I I, I think that this movie, if you know, if anyone is, if you if you're listening and you paid attention to ratings, this movie is one of the is the lowest rated yes. Marvel film now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think some of that is oh Chloe Zhao, this Oscar winning director was going to make gold out of this, so they right. put her on. They, they the expectations for her were so much higher mm-hmm. yeah. than. Some other director. This is not nearly the worst Marvel movie. This no. is not the worst no, Marvel no, movie no. by a long shot. That's Where would so you weird. say it is on your list? I'm not asking for like a blow by blow. Like, yeah, would I know, it be I know. bottom it, five, just, middle? I can say bottom say. five. I would say it's bottom third, though, for me. Okay. Um, it's probably somewhere below Doctor Strange. You know, okay. I mean? uh, slightly below middle of the road for me. I would say it's higher. So, uh, well, I think Doctor Strange is not is a lesser film. Mm-hmm. So, I, for me, it's a little more towards the middle. I think it's better than Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. I think it's better than Ant Man the Wasp, but I feel like Ant Man and the and this is I guess this is going to the problem. Ant Man the Wasp is going to be an easier sell for me to rewatch because it's just a I can just put it's that a on and smaller it's not story. Gonna, it's, yeah. it's a smaller story and it's not going to bore me. You know story. what I mean? Like it'll like I will just forget about it. And but like I was tired after watching this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was right. Ready for yeah, this movie is not. This movie is not funny. This okay. movie is not lighthearted. Not every Marvel movie has to be funny. It does definitely feel like they were like saying, like, see, this is different. They don't have the Marvel quips like all the other Marvel movies do or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, now it's just kind of boring, man. You know, like, yeah, Ego is the one that has the, like, he's the only one that has any sort of life in this movie, I feel like. Right? Right. Yeah, and then there, there's a, there are a couple scenes when it, I, it all kind of comes together for a few seconds. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I really, I like this family aspect. I like the relationships that are here, the power dynamic, possibly a power dynamic struggle, maybe. Right. But then the scene changes or the plot needs to get going because we're an hour and a half in and the band's yeah. still not together. Right. And we don't really know what they're, why are they getting together? And there's a lot of things that get set up and then dropped or then appear out of nowhere and then have little to no ramifications. And I'll stand by it. This should have been a 10 part mini series. Yes. Eight episodes for all of the characters, some of them having their own, others being doubled up, and then an intro episode to set everything, and then a finale. Yeah, okay. I mean, there you go. it sounds ironic that I'm, like, complaining about how long this movie was, but I definitely agree with Jill. They, they yeah. just could have used more time, right. but also chugged up, you know? Yeah. yeah like, it just asking for you to sit down and for this for two and a half hours and coming out with not really caring about these characters something went wrong here is yeah. all i'm gonna say right i, I don't know I, it sounds like i'm really harsh in this movie it was perfectly fine i don't feel like i got ripped off or mugged for the, the watching this movie no right. down to, and and dare i say when they make eternals 2 i'll probably still go see that in theaters i don't think okay. they're going to but, i don't yeah, think I don't they're know. gonna make an eternals 2 i my, i have a theory about how they're gonna be involved into the marvel universe yeah and i don't think they're gonna give them another stand alone film i think yeah. they're going to be woven into other character stories right. like i could see them just kind of showing up here and there in other yeah yeah basically yeah exactly right said. so and we can't really talk about specifics of that without super spoiling it right yeah, yeah sorry about that um no it's fine no so i do have a question because this was a hot button topic in the uh, community okay so they showed a sex scene in it right did it did it throw you off in a marvel movie to see a sex scene no i didn't think it would it was such a it was such a you know it's it's a bog standard pg-13 sex scene you know what i mean the curtains might as well have blown yeah the curtains were blowing in the wind in the background or whatever yeah it was so we saw some gyrating bodies yeah yeah shirtless gyrating bodies for 15 seconds yeah it didn't linger it was i don't know like no it was that, that is not like and it wasn't like okay, so it wasn't raunchy enough to be like, whoa, like they really went for it, and it wasn't meaningful enough to be like, wow, this is a really mature this was take necessary. Of the yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It's like okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I'm wondering. Fine, I didn't I'm fine think with having a little sex 
in there because sure, like they don't need like to I, be yeah. ace, these characters don't need to be asexual and all, but like no, name only. Well, what, what's but, kind of frustrating is that those yeah. specific characters and I guess whatever I won't spoil who it is, but like I felt the the, the the my main critique of both those characters is that I don't care about them because they both feel inhuman to me. You know what I mean? So Fair. and so that sex thing certainly didn't help that situation. I guess is all Fair. you know. It's like, okay. could have right. done without it. Who cares, you know? Well, that's what I was curious about. I, uh, Yeah, I, I didn't think it would matter much. And it, it makes me laugh that they bring up, like, oh, it's the first sex scene in a Marvel movie. Iron Man slept with the first, right. like, reporter. Yeah. Than, than yeah, okay. Internals. Even like, more so, yeah, okay. This is, a, this is an artistically poetic sex scene. Yes. Okay. No. All right. Yeah. So, what do, would you guys give ratings for it? Uh, I don't know. Um, two and a half? Two, two, two point... Two, just, no, it's just a two. It's two... Ay, 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 ay. Um... Two out see. of two... I'm gonna say two out of five jars of spit. <laughs> Oh God! Right, yeah. I'm gonna say two two Bollywood posters out of five. Okay, I followed the second one a little more than the first one. Yeah, it, it makes sense when you see the film. Yeah, okay, it does. All right. it does. January yeah. can't get God. here fast enough, and by fast yep. enough, it can take its time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Jill, you have something for us. I do. I'm actually before get into it i'm just searching a movie i was originally going to talk about and then i found something way better okay. um oh so you get to change your movie and i don't yeah no, no, i already <laughs> knew what i was well, I already, like she's gonna talk about I doom now on Thursday, <laughs> i thought i was gonna talk about x and then yes on friday i watched a much better movie but i want to okay. make sure i want to verify my what i'm there it is so, <laughs> um, every holiday, every every Christmas, I always get into a rom-com vibe. Okay. I, I love them. It's all stupid and saccharine. Do you watch the Hallmark ones or just rom-coms? Well, rom-coms. I can't watch Hallmark because we do not have cable. Ah, okay. <laughs> right. Okay, that's fair. That's actually fair. Do I get, like, a recently watched thing? Your watch list. Watch but, anywhere. But you, you need help over here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what it's called. Yeah, just Google I'm, it. Today, no one tried that, and it gave me a book. Okay. There it is. All right. So, originally, I was going to talk about the Amazon Prime film A Winter Romance, which stars a librarian who abruptly loses her job and moves back to a small hometown that she's actually not from um because that's where her brother now lives and along the way she meets a handsome millionaire but doesn't realize he's a millionaire who's trying to resuscitate a hotel but the locals are all against the change because they think it's going to sell out the town um, and it's like I said, it's called a winter romance. And the reason, I, reason originally I was going to talk about it was because it doesn't take place in winter; it takes place in fucking November. So it is a lie. <laughs> and what? Chad Michael Murray's in it. <laughs> Chad Michael Murray's in it. Wait, he's doing stuff. Yeah, and he looks good. The dude has an age. <laughs> he looks. He's aging like a fine wine. He looks Ugh. fantastic. He's oh by far God. the best thing in this movie. And it's a shame that there's not enough scenes of him shirtless riding a horse. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> this movie was hot garbage and not in a fun way, and it infuriates me. And this stupid librarian can go fuck herself. Instead. <laughs> stupid librarian <laughs> can go fuck herself. <laughs> It starts off with her being like, I love doing research and helping people uncover history. And I'm like, so why aren't you a fucking archivist? Why are you working at a public library? And then she loses her job, like I said. And I'm like, well, boo-hoo, you shouldn't have been working in a fucking public library. That's why, you know, that's why your job is lost. It's a public library. They have no funding. <laughs> um, and then stuff happens. So originally I was going to talk about that. And then on Friday... Wait, um, I got to bring it up. Okay, so he was... He was on, like, a ton of episodes of Riverdale? Oh. Chad Michael Murray? Yeah. I don't watch Riverdale anymore. I, 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 I left. I gave up after season one. So he was on Riverdale, Sun Records, Agent Carter. He, Didn't watch that. He was on 14 Should. episodes of Agent Carter. That's, like, apparently, like, the best Marvel TV live action series. That's what I've heard, too. Okay, sorry. Keep going. 
scam than the holiday rom-coms of the world there's just no bigger scam they just pump them out for cheap yep, yep. just to make oh money God, i love it it's like a yep. conveyor belt of films and oh. we're consuming it i'm consuming yeah it. right they found enough jills in the world <laughs> so love hard came out in 2021 and the synopsis reads <clears throat> an LA girl unlucky in love falls for an East Coast guy on a dating app and decides to surprise him for the holidays, only to discover that she's been catfished. This lighthearted romantic comedy chronicles her attempt at to reel in love. Get it? She got catfished. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, um, no, no. It stars uh, Nina Dobrev and Jimmy O. Yang. I know um, both of those. He's also he's, in yeah, Fantasy Island. Here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was in Fantasy Island. That's and I right. saw that for the, the for the pod. Yep. And yep. it gets so much worse at the end. And you know what? He's also in the Lego Movie Part Two, the second part, as enthusiastic zebra. Oh, cool. oh nice. I appreciate that. That's enthusiastic anyway, zebra. What I was getting at is that this was going to be bare minimum funny. Like, yeah. It's not. It, maybe it's probably not going to be good, but um, it's going to at least probably have some good jokes because I feel like he has a good read on comedy. Right. And his career is not that desperate. <laughs> not yet. So, not yet. Hopefully not. He, he's actually really, really good in this. So as I as I said in the summary, she's not lucky in love, and she's chronicling all her misadventures with these with a, a blog or um might not be a blog uh, like a news website that she is a writer for. Okay. Um and. The whole reason this gets started is that she's talking about how she's so unlucky in love, but she apparently has ridiculously high standards. She's only looking for the like the one percent men who look like gods, who have perfect personalities, but then when she actually needs them, they're bland, stupid, or just full of themselves. Yeah. So her friend takes her phone and widens her searching radius from five miles. Honey, you're in LA and you're only doing five miles? Come on. California's Jesus. a big ass state. Well, and like LA too, though, they have so many people, like, you can go 25 and still be fine. Yeah. So we go from five miles of LA to the whole country, and she connects, matches with a dude named Josh in Lake Placid, New York, and they hit it off. And they um, have conversations through texting, then through voice call. And her friend's like, oh, my God, he sounds like too good to be true. You need to see a, a real picture of him. And the only way that you can really know it's true is if he's holding up a newspaper with today's date. And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. He's totally real. He sounds so cool. So she's like, hey, can you just, like, you know, send me a picture? So he does. And she's like, see, he's a real guy. Um, he's so a after real boy. Exactly. So after some flirtation, he kind of says in passing, oh, I wish you could be with me for Christmas. So she decides to bet it all on love and flies to Lake Placid, New York to be with him for Christmas. And <laughs> she gets there. And, you know, the, 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 come on. You know, I, everybody can know where this is going. So she gets there, finds his house somehow, and meets his family. Um, and his family is actually, like, super fun. Um, his mom is played by Rebecca Stab, Barb. His dad, Bob, is played, played by James Saito. And then um, Grandma is played by Althea Kay, or Kaye. Um, and they're just so excited to see her. And she's a gorgeous woman. And their son really hit it out of the park and they're like oh let's go get josh 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 
have to get a date. You someone's here. And you, you know, slow the door opening, you get the full body rising shot, and it's Jimmy O'Yang. Jimmy O'Yang. <laughs> so you know the the, lo- the love boat has come to an abrupt halt here. And the that good scratch then, moment. Yeah, exactly. And the movie becomes kind of a so it's still a rom-com because she sees the guy whose pictures he had been using for mm-hmm. himself like that's a real person that lives in the town of Lake Placid so she's like well I'm gonna get him to fall in love with me so it becomes the you know trying to win a guy over while also developing this friendship slash relationship with the guy who originally catfished her right and it's also low-key a musical <laughs> What? Yeah, it's a musical. There are three musical numbers, maybe even four. Um, is that the minimum number? Is it like, a, or is it like a song per? Well, it, it depends by like how long the thing is. That's what I mean. Like, is there like a song, like every what song every fifteen minutes or song every? This is minutes? one hour. This is an hour and forty four minutes, and I think there are okay. four songs. So this is almost a musical. But the fact that not once, twice, or even thrice characters break into song. It's a musical, in my opinion. So we get a rendition of um, I Would Do Anything for Love by Meatloaf. Okay. That was great. Um, we get a weird acapella moment with, like, a Christmas song. And then Baby It's Cold Outside. But it's, like, the gender role-swapped version. Because um, all these characters actually can sing. Um, Harry, uh, Shum Jr. from Glee uh, plays Josh's older brother and he can sing and dance. So naturally they're like, oh, well, let's take advantage of this triple threat right here. Right. Um, I think there are only three songs, but regardless, it's, it's fun. Is the movie stupid at points? Yes, absolutely. Because she... In trying to win over the guy that she thought she was talking to, she lies about who she is. You know, she says that she's an outdoorsy type. She says that she likes to eat meat, even though she's a vegetarian, um, that she's experienced rock climbing. So she's effectively doing the exact same thing that Jimmy O. Yang did. But at least in his case, he never lied about who he was as a person. He lied right. about who he was visually. What he looked because, like, yeah. Because Asian Americans are less likely to be mat- to find matches on dating sites um so all of that and yeah no this was actually really really fun it was not like i thought it was gonna be a little more dumb and i'm really happy it was smarter than that yeah and there's just a lot of homages to rom-com movies um so love hard is a reference to the fact that uh nina's character natalie her favorite christmas movie is die hard jimmy o yang's character's favorite movie is love actually get it love oh um there's a lot of so there's a lot of homages to love actually they play um a song that plays in 500 days of summer okay and i'm like that's not a mistake they did that on purpose um yeah it did i I liked it as someone who like who enjoys rom-coms i found all of those little notes to it pretty cute and funny um so yeah, you know, for my first view, my first uh, of the Netflix winter collection, this was quite good. <laughs> and Jimmy Ling is hilarious and should be in more things. I thought yes. he did a really oh, yeah. great job as the main character and give him more things to be the lead in. Yes, he was yeah, actually like not. Real guy. He was not the worst part of Fantasy Island, so I'm I'm with you on that. Good. Also, his character is a candle maker, and I love candles. So it's like the same thing with Jack Black's character in The Holiday when he's a, a soundtrack composer. It's like, yes, this is a profession I find oddly sexy. Please go on. <laughs> well, then we talk about his candle scents, and I'm like, oh, I'd buy a candle that smelled like some of these things. Right. So his whole thing is he's trying to get man, like manly scents on the market, right? He's trying to tap into the yeah, man, it's an unta- man candle. Yeah, it's 50% of the candle market's untapped because yep, yep. there's no sense for men mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like wolf musk or like falcon tears or something like that. no one of them's like lawn mowing oh okay oh. Nice. all right lawn mowing, like fresh cut grass like okay that's, that's pretty good yeah <laughs> I don't know. and then like i said the family is just really really fun too because they're so excited that he is dating somebody um and then like just how extra they are with yeah. everything uh-huh. so if you oh, enjoy a nice romantic comedy and you can turn your brain off for a little bit check out love hard 
how many movies are in the Netflix holiday collection? I don't know. Let's yeah, find right. out. Yeah, I'm a, a little, lot. A little scared. Well, I know. And also, you need to give a rating on this one. Yes, yeah, you do. Um, I will give it three out of five kiwi allergies. Okay. Okay. Wow, I didn't know you could have more than one kiwi allergy, but cool. yeah, right. Maybe not have a kiwi allergy, but there's... somebody does in the movie. <laughs> well, right. I'm just saying plural. Okay. Also, like, is Lake, how far is Lake Placid from anywhere you've been in, in upstate New York, Andre? Have you ever been there? I have not been to Lake Placid, no. I've been uh, to Lake Placid. Is it, it's not a Finger Lake, right? No, it's not. Uh, no, it's not. What yeah, is the fame? What, what, how does Lake Placid get to be like? It's where the Olympics yes. was. Yeah, right. Uh, so there was the Winter Olympics like, there in 92? Yeah. I don't know, I was oh, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, one. yeah. No, no, that's it, pretty far from anywhere I've been, you know. So I went. I, I was in Rochester, and that's a probably a solid four-hour drive. Let's look. So yeah, there's we, a lot of movies in Netflix's holiday collection. I'm definitely not going to get to watch them all, but I think I need to check out Father Christmas is Back. Yes, yes, you do. Four, four, five-hour drive, literally. I'm Google Maps. <gasps> John Cleese is in this. I need to see this. <laughs> um, Lake Placid, when we were there, was the there was like the outdoor games happening. Like it always happens there. And so we watched a lot of people with chainsaws and logs and everything like that. It was kind of fun, actually. Hmm. Yeah. The axe one, you know, like the splitting the log. And that was cool, actually. It was a really cool time. Oh, I just found another holiday film that's got Rob Lowe and Kirsten Davis in it. That's also going on the watch list. Holiday in the Wild. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish you best of luck in all your endeavors. <laughs> I know, and wish Andre luck too, because I'm gonna make him watch some of these with me. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> Poor well, bastard. I'm like, I'm spending Christmas with his family, and I'm like, yes. what movie should I make them watch? They already made them watch the Muppets Christmas Carol last year, which is a great film, and everybody should watch it. So I'm like, that's gonna happen. I make them watch the holiday. Like it's a, it's a seasonal requisite for me. Okay. Yeah, but that's a good one. Maybe I make them watch Holiday in the Wild. Oh my god! Who knows? Good luck. <sighs> I wish you the best of luck for both of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm scared. Um, well, I won't make you watch Love Actually. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched Love Actually, probably. I've seen it too many times. It's I mean, good. If you've never, have you never seen it? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. We might need to watch that then. Okay. All right, Mike. I'm just, no, I'm just doing my cue cards of Love Actually. Uh, <laughs> well, Bill Nighy is the best part of Love Actually and all of his amazing blouses. Yeah, you're right about that, probably. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about Last Night in Soho. Uh, both of you two have not seen it, so I'm going to go spoiler free. But the story is essentially a fashion student. Um, she's on the poorer side of things. Uh, her mother has passed away, but she still sees her mom because she has a supernatural connection somehow, some way. Um, she gets into this fashion university in London and basically moves there to... Uh, live on her own and go to this fashion school and become this famous fashion designer and everything like that. And we know she's obsessed with the 60s. That is what we know about her. So all of her designs are very 60s inspired and everything like that. Um, She moves out on her own and she starts seeing this girl from the 60s, Sandy, who's played by Anya Taylor-Joy. And Anya Taylor-Joy's character, Sandy, is a singer who's trying to get famous and falls in with the character uh, Jack, who's played by Matt Smith. Oh, I love Matt Smith. Uh, yes. Well, so the first thing I say, because they're first seen together, I said to Claire, I go, I want another season of Matt Smith as Doctor Who with Anya Taylor-Joy as the companion, because I think that would be yes. a blast. Oh, oh, yes. Mad Men in a Box. Yeah, I, I literally, the chemistry between the two of them, right immediately, is just off the chain. Like, it, it is it is insane. Um, we also have Diana Rigg as Miss Collins. We have, um, that's basically it for, like, the famous people you'd know. Um, but our, our main character, whose name is Eloise, is played by Thomas and Mackenzie. And it bugged me for the entire movie because I could not figure out where we knew her from. We knew her from mm-hmm. something, but we don't know what from. She was the girl in Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, yep. Yes. And it was bugging the hell out of us because we could not figure it out for the life of us. Um, but yeah, basically she starts seeing Anya, uh, Sandy, in these situations where it gets worse and worse and worse. At first, like it's just like this 
like 60s dreamland and then it starts getting worse and worse and worse and like Eloise can't separate her real life from the fake life and everything like that and it starts getting messing with her whole life um to the point where like she gets mad at the wrong people she gets in trouble and just a lot of little things like that um it is an Edgar Wright movie this is his first with a female protagonist, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Because he did, like, the Cornetto, he did Baby Driver, everything like that. Soundtrack Crap is... Pilgrim? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The soundtrack, as you can expect, is excellent. Um, he does things that... Basically, at the end of this movie, I did not know how I felt about it, but I knew I wanted to see more Edgar Wright films. Okay. Um, there's one scene in particular that is just phenomenal and um i really would love to see a behind the scenes where they did this basically when he sees jack and sand or when she sees jack and sandy in the 60s they start dancing and like they do this dance and like um it's all one shot and everything Sandy goes off screen, all of a sudden Eloise is in the scene dancing with him and then it's Sandy again and it's just it's literally like dance rotate switch everything like that it's done in one take and it feels very much like it was just the two actresses were just in swap in swap you know that kind of stuff it is an excellent scene it is honestly amazing one of my favorite scenes of the year um they definitely botched the ending which i'm not going to talk about um they didn't stick the landing for it but the first two-thirds of the movie were excellent um it is very weird. It is very strange, and it is, it's good. Um, but at the same time, I do not know how I feel about it at the end because of the ending. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Right. Um, I still recommend it. At least have a good time for the first two thirds um, because it is crazy and fun and like a little bit scary. It's marked as a horror movie for certain parts of it. And, oh really? Yeah. I've heard that. I see it. Like I do see it because it's creepy. Um, there are some characters with, like, melting faces and stuff like that. It's... Ew. Yeah. It's creepy. Um, I really can't say much more without spoiling some of it. Um, well, the, the reason... So I can say, like, the reason she moved out on her own is because her roommate at university for the first part is kind of a bitch. Mm. Um, so she basically just decided she's going to move on her own because she can't spend a semester with this lady. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I would say um, 3.25 dresses out of 5. Is okay. What I would wow. 3.25. Yeah. Mm. Right. Except pie. Yes. Almost almost pie. <laughs> we, 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 we passed pie on that. No, we did pass pie. Yeah. Passed pie. Passed pie. Um, yeah. So... That's last night in Soho. Um, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. watch it in theaters? Do we do we need to watch it before it gets out? I don't of think. You, no, I don't think you need to watch it in required? theaters. No, I don't. Okay. I don't think you need to watch it in theaters. I think it, okay. it was very good, and like it, I would recommend it in theaters. But at the same time, I think you could very easily watch this film and not be um, thrown off that it's not in theaters. It doesn't okay. change that much. Yeah, we managed to get our Edgar Wright fix in over Thanksgiving break when yes. I showed my family Hot Fuzz. That was fun. Oh yeah, nice. Oh, hot and fuzz. it was like I don't know. At, at first, Andre, I think you were like, I don't know, and I'm like, no, I think your family's gonna really, really like it. Um, yeah, Andre hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen it either. Yeah, so Hot yeah. Fuzz is so weird they to were me. Laughing. Oh I, my god, it was great. I I had no idea that Timothy Dalton was in that movie. That that threw me for a loop. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hot Fuzz is interesting because like it, it's. One of my favorites of the Cornetto trilogy, but like the beginning of it is just so long. And you're like, How so? Well, so they marketed it different. They marketed it as it was this cop action movie, that kind of stuff. And, you know, people are disappearing and stuff, but it's not, Mm -hmm. it's like cop work, not cop action. Right, right, right. Okay, got it. I'm looking for the swan. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of stuff. And so, like, when I first watched it, it was just, okay. Okay, I was also much younger, so all I wanted was bang, you bang, wanted bang, was bang, the bang. violence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you know, hey, that final climax scene—that was yeah. Yeah. it was well I mean, worth really it. That climax sequence goes on for too long. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah you, where it's just like, like it keeps getting more and more over the top, and then 
it, I don't want to spoil it because no one's seen it. And then it kind of crescendos. I think you can spoil like, that one. This was the last 45 minutes. Yeah, right. Say my, my favorite Edgar Wright-ism is, even if that's even the right word, was the fucking all the montages whenever he puts someone away. It's like, what, he, like he, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the extreme fast cuts when he was like putting away all, like, all the underage drinkers at the pub. And I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> right. Is, no, that's awesome. Again, that's why I say, especially after this movie, like, Edgar Wright makes a movie, I'm in. I'm, yeah, ju- I'm just saying. That's kind of where I am. Yeah. I, I don't need to know much about the plot. If you say Edgar Wright made it, I'm in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break because we do need to get some commercial breaks in. And then we will come back with uh, Cash or Trash, which we have not done in a while. Wow. We have not. No, yes. we have not. So, we will do Cash or Trash after the break. We are back with hashtag cash or trash, um, where we tell you about some of the things we've been watching and if you should watch it, cash, or if you should not watch it, trash. Uh, Andre, you're going to get us started, buddy. All right. So Jill and I are about, what, we're, we're four, four episodes? We're, we're about to start episode we're four. We're starting episode four of Arcane, that the, the Netflix animated series. There you um, go. And it is at the top. This is definitely cash. This is this is this is some quality shit. Cool. Um, so uh, basically, have you heard anything about it at all, Mike? It's League or of no? Legends or something? Yeah. So it yeah. takes place in the League of Legends universe. Okay. It's called Runeterra, I guess. But uh, you'll notice that like uh, you don't need to know anything about League at all. I don't okay. play League of Legends. Jill definitely doesn't play League of Legends. We so did years ago. Right, but like we are not League fans, so we don't have much prior investment in these characters or anything like that. Um, and it, we're definitely invested in the in the story so far. Um, nice. I think it's it's definitely done on purpose that it, the show is just called Arcane. Like if right. you go on Netflix, it just says Arcane. It's not They're, League of Legends presents Arcane. My only um, known part of this media in any way, shape, or form is it has a very generic Imagine Dragons song attached to it. Yes, it does. And I would say that's the worst part of the show. Yeah, it's right. The title, yeah. It's the title song. And, uh, like, and, the like, and then, I hate it because I yeah, used to yeah. love Imagine Dragons. Now it's yeah. gotten so yeah. generic. Yes. Every song sounds the same. Oh my god, so, yes. Hey, hey, the skip intro button's there for a reason. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I guess, the, yeah, I should probably give you a quick, like, synopsis of it. Basically, it follows two sisters, uh, Vi and Powder, um, and they kind of are the, the, they're, the, it takes place mostly in this city called Piltover. It's like a fantasy, like, high-tech, uh, high-tech city where it's clear, there's a clear class simulation of the haves and the have-nots. The right. top side is like where like the utopian society is, where there's a high-ranking council that runs everything. They all are focused on technology. It's, this is a world where magic exists. We're still, still learning about it, but the citizens of Piltover aren't don't have magical powers. It's the idea that you have to be born with magic, but they view they have technology instead. So they're all kind of they're like a self-made society, as it were. Okay. And Vi and Pil- and Vi and uh, Powder kind of live in the slums and they're kind of roughing it in the in the slums and it's kind of following their 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 journey trying to i don't know make their way through this kind of you know politically charged uh little little making my way downtown walking fast faces past some homebound yeah you know blowing up stuff and yeah yeah, it's great um it kind of serves as an orc so both Vi and powder are um our characters in League of Legends, so this kind of serves as their origin story, I guess. Uh, but it takes place, I think, what, like... No idea. Like, probably, like, 10, 15 years before League. I don't even know. Whatever. It's, okay. it's definitely a prequel. So, the, I guess if you don't know League of Legends, you're going to, like, there's a lot of these characters that will show up that are like, oh, hey, I know that guy. He's this champion in League. Oh, neat. But, like, I don't feel like I'm lost as far as, like, they, they throw a lot of proper nouns at you and stuff like that, but the way that it's told, it, it, it feels very accessible and it treats these characters with a lot of respect, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of these characters, the villains especially, so far are nuanced. They're relatable, and you know, it's kind of like, oh man, like if there's not just mustache twirling evil for the sake of it, right. you know, there's a lot of shades of gray. And I'm kind of surprised that something out of a League of Legends like uh, could could have 
this kind of nuance to a story, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. Peter and I were saying it didn't. It's it didn't need to be this good, but it is very yes. Yeah. Right. right. Like it is. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's good in spite of its origins, but and and so it's it, it's worth watching even if you don't care about League at all. This is not nice. just for the fans. I think this is definitely worth watching. Yeah. Um, and, if you like any sort of animation. And visually, it is it very great. unique looking. Yeah, it looks awesome. It has this very cool art style where everything it, it's CGI, but it looks like hand drawn. Okay. Like not pastel but it, it, it has this like hand, it looks like cards oh, nice. like cards, on cards. Thing, yes the closest thing i could get to it is honestly into the spider-verse they look very different but kind of that you know sort i like of that pseudo, no i like that hand drawn style yeah right it's not okay. it's not the same kind of like it's not like you know they're not playing with the frame rate and stuff like they were with spider-verse but i would say that's the closest thing i could think of to that kind of style that and uh, that christmas movie klaus that you showed me last year joe oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, oh, whatever. I don't want to sing too many praises. We're only four. We're only on episode four out of nine so far. They'll okay. be for the second season. Definitely hard cash. If you see it on your Netflix feed and you're like, oh, is that like a legend show? I would say definitely give it a shot if you're at all interested in it. Like, okay. That's great. So, yep. Hard cash. Okay. Jill? Um, while we, when we are not watching Arcane, <laughs> uh, we have been checking out Netflix's much anticipated Cowboy Bebop live action adaptation. Oh, yep. And this is kind of interesting because I'll, I'll just, I'll start off with this. We're still, we're on episode three. Okay. So it's still too soon to make a final call. But it's definitely not trash, but it's also not, not cash. Okay. Not all of it. Some parts are absolute cash. Casting. Fan fucking fantastic! Yeah. Oh my god, okay. John Cho owns this. Okay, like, this is if this is the last thing he is ever in. I hope he goes down as being a wonderful live live ad- adaptation version of Spike Spiegel. I would say nice. I like even I like Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black. Even uh, yeah, more. Jet Black is also really Jet great. Jet Black is great. Um, okay. I haven't seen much of Faye yet, but, but she I was good she was too. Yeah. yeah. Um. um so, like, casting is really great. Sound, fantastic. They got the original composer back, so it, it really fits well. Nice. Where it starts to get questionable is how much of an adaptation do you want? Do you want it to be screen shot for shot? Or do you want same characters, roughly same story, but different avenues of getting there? And as far as I can see, this show cannot decide what, what how it wants it. Yeah, right. First episode um, is a shot-by-shot remake of 